0: For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor present things, nor future things, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Bishop Fisher, Reverend Fathers, Mr. Mayor, Commissioner, friends, and colleagues of Jay's from the Buffalo Fire Department and first responders, Cheryl, David and Julie, Dalton, Lydia, Erica, Alyssa, Abigail, Nick, and Noah, and most especially Sarah, Elizabeth, and Olivia, my brothers and sisters all. I suspect that many of us have been asking this past week how is this even possible? How is it possible that such a a bright, good young man could so suddenly and tragically be taken from us? As I have pondered since a friend of Jay's messaged me in the very early afternoon of the first, how is it possible that that guy I taught, actually the guy who ran my classroom as my Beatle, how is it possible that the guy I coached a guy who kept, me, kept up with me on Facebook, whose pictures of his beautiful wife and his newborn baby I rejoiced to see, a guy who even liked my jokes occasionally on Facebook, how is it possible? Well, there is a very hard truth here, that bad, inexplicable, unfair things really do happen in this world. And although for the most part we are insulated from them, sometimes they break into our lives in horrible ways. And that is something we have all experienced this past week and a half, the shock of this truth, this hard reality. The laws of nature, the laws of science are unforgiving. Fires do burn and structures do collapse. As St. Augustine writes, and here I paraphrase, The fact that there is evil in our world can come as no surprise, but then he adds something very important and something important for us to remember. He says, but that there is good, that there is good, ah, that is the miracle. And I think it's critically important at a time like this that we remember that good, for it is that good that we give thanks for this day. It is that good we celebrate, that we offer to our God, with tears and heartache perhaps, but nonetheless. A friend from Philadelphia hearing that I was going to be here today sent me a few thoughts. He wrote, in a 1959 novel, Kurt Vonnegut penned a profound observation about the fire service. He wrote, I can think of no more stirring symbol of man's humanity to man than the fire engine. He wrote, in our world today, nearly 65 years after these words were written, I don't think they could be any less salient. The notion of man's humanity to man is seemingly tested on a daily basis in the world around us. Yet the symbol of the fire truck endures. The men and women who answer the call to become firefighters fulfill the promise of man's humanity to man every time that bell rings. Whether consciously or unconsciously, Jason reaffirmed that commitment to being a man for others every time he walked into the firehouse and passed engine two. He reaffirmed it every time he put on his turnout gear and caught a run on that engine. And so do so many of you gathered here today, and that commitment, your commitment, in which Jason found himself so at home is something to be grateful for, to celebrate. It is a wonderful legacy to honor. Speaking of which, Julio Escolin and Brandon Probst, I think part of honoring him would also be to learn to really cook a good meal, as we talked about on the phone the other day. If that were all, we would have much to celebrate. But there is more, much more, so much more. Our faith reminds us that we are never ever alone in facing the hard truth, the unfairness, the bad things, the evil. It was for precisely this reason that God came into our world in Christ Jesus, to be with us, to love the beauty of this world as we do, to rejoice in friendships and love as we do, but also to face the hardships You know, when his friend Lazarus died, the Gospel of John tells us that Jesus wept. He wept, even though he knew the end of the story, that he knew that he would raise Lazarus, he wept for his friend, and he wept for his friend's friend because he felt their loss, their pain, their grief. And in laying down his life for us, he went all the way even to death, a terrible death on a cross, a good man, taken far too young and cruelly. And he took our human experience of pain and suffering to the very foot of the throne of grace so that God can never say that he does not understand how hard this can be. God knows. God does know. Maybe this is why St. Matthew opens his gospel with the prophecy of Jesus' birth. They shall name him Emmanuel, a name which means God is with us. My brothers and sisters, and especially Jay's family, God is with us, not against us. God is for us, and God is absolutely committed to us forever. And I suspect that last Wednesday, Jesus wept again, as he does for all his friends, and for his friends, friends, and family because he knows how hard this is. He knows. God created in us hearts that love, and he didn't do this by accident because he knows how much we actually do need each other, even if sometimes we forget. He knows that we need the friendship, the camaraderie, the support, the love, especially in the faces of the challenges the tough moments, the sometimes hardship of life. And that is why he gave us to each other as family and friends, and why he reminds us that we are here for one purpose, to love one another, because he knows we each need that love. And Jay knew that too. That's why he was a good man, because he wanted to be the husband, the father, the son, the brother, the friend. He wanted to be there for and with us. And God did not put that love into our hearts, into Jay's heart, in order to abolish it. Yes, as physical beings, we are mortal. But love, love lives on. It is a great human truth that Jason will live on in all of us, his family and his friends. His love, his commitment, his infectious joy will always be there. But even more, Jason's love, which in fact was God's love for us, his family, his friends, made visible in a thousand ways. In the the affection, in the smile, in the enthusiasm, in the meals he prepared, in the leftovers he loved to take out to the homeless, in his determination, his resilience, his tenaciousness, his love is part of God's love, and God's love is forever. God loved Jay, and God loved us through Jay, and God's love is forever. Finally, there is in all of this for Jason and for us all the promise that this is not, this is not the end. The cross was the end of the road for Jesus, even as Wednesday, the first of March, was for Jay. But even when the road comes to an end, even in the face of that last call, the gospel reminds us it is not the end of the story. My brothers and sisters, the promise of the resurrection is for each one of us. Jesus lived for us, and he died for us. But he also rose, even as he lived and died us that we might know that we might trust that the love that God has placed in our hearts will not be wasted it will not be lost it will not be abolished no it shall be raised and though we may be brokenhearted we can love confidently because our love is not finite but it is the reflection of the very love of God himself and is of infinite value. As I listened to several of you this past week, as I read the many tributes from his friends, from his fellow firefighters, and from his family, as I heard about his commitment to service and his commitment to being a man for others, I realized how much that little guy in the first seat of the first row and 1B9 at Canisius High School had grown, and not just in size and stature and smarts, but how much he has grown in love. God is love, and God laid down his life, ut vivant ali, that others, all of us, might live. Jay. Jay, may you grow in God forever now. He made you for that. And we thank you for living that as best you could. And we thank God for you and for the love you shared so quickly, so generously, so abundantly with so many. Go with God now, Jay. Go with God.